Yo, at the end of the day, the only thing that really matters in life is our health, both mentally and physically. You know, and we can break that down further. There are a lot of different things that interact and connect with that. But the simplest way we can really put it is the three pillars to life, health, wealth and happiness. You know, we need to have mental health, physical health, right? We need to have wealth financially. We need to have assets that are going to help propel us. You know, and then the last thing is we need to be happy. Again, mental health, physical health, reducing stress, anxiety, you know, fixing relationships with people, right? There are a lot of different aspects to being happy, right? But they all connect, you know, with our business and our personal life and our physical health, right? And that's what we're going to be talking about in this with Matt. You know, this guy kicked cancer's ass and... He really came within, he found that energy, that surge, that drive to understand that when times are difficult, we need to get a balance. Focusing our energy on the most important things is what this episode is going to be about. Stick around, mate, this one's killer. So here's the question. Yeah, right, I might go on. How are these young entrepreneurs who haven't obtained any inheritance and are entirely self-taught? carving a legacy and living that life and mate we're talking purebred entrepreneurs here the ones that have a vision the ones that have a passion and the ones that want to make an impact on this world to get that respect that they deserve that is the question and this podcast will give you the answer but honestly mate keeping shit as simple as one two three is the key my name is in fact benji copeland and this is the power of three boy oh boy man what a what an insane time it is to be alive, man. Welcome to this incredible episode show. My name is Benji Copeland. I'm your host. If this is your first time tuning in to The Power of Three, welcome, man. We're all about freedom, to say the least. How do we unlock our third eye? How do we lock ourselves, our intuition, to get freedom? Get freedom in business, get freedom in our lives, get freedom in relationships, being able to do whatever we want, whenever we want. That's what Alpha's about. That's what this gorilla family is all about. We're all Alphas. We're all fucking hungry. So if that sounds like you, man, you're in the right spot. Hit that subscribe button, man. Turn on notifications, weekly episodes, every single Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. However, if you want to join the family, head on over to Facebook and type in The Power of Three, the name of this podcast, in the search bar. Head on over to the group section, click join on the group. You'll know which one it is, it stands out, man. Come on, bro. Branding, motherfucker. Branding, that's what it's about. Join the clan, go to the units tab, and get some awesome lessons on branding. Branding it off for yourself, your business, your clients, on social media, so we can leverage it to, bro, make some money. <laughs> I'm going to be straight up with you, bro, to make some fucking money, you know, but more importantly, make relationships, relationships that last, all right, you can't make money without building relationships, that's just the way of the fucking world, and don't get me wrong, I was guilty of it in the beginning, when I was drop shipping. that's why, that's why I lost so much money, bro, that's why so many people lose money in the beginning, online, in real life, bro, anything, they gamble, they're, they're after the money, but when you find something, when you find something you truly enjoy, the money, the money just flows, bro, you know, but the emotions, the passion, the energy, knowing where to focus our energy, 
where focus goes, energy flows. And when we focus our energy on the most important thing, bro, everything else falls into place, to say the least. If we can get one domino to knock down all the other dominoes, that's called the domino effect. That's how people get rich. That's what social media has the potential to do. Because you can create different streams and pools and nets and leads and groups of people all over the internet. You have influencers and so on and so on and so on. And man, if I'm being real, that's the only way I met Matt. You know, it's the only way I've met a lot of people since we've started this business. It's the only way we've met a lot of our clients. It's the only way a lot of our clients meet their clients. The internet is an incredible way to connect. Social media is an insane tool. So man, without further ado, let's kick off this interview with Mr. Matthew Newman. Matt, great to finally sit down with you, mate, and, and I guess meet you as well. How you been? I'm doing great, and thank you so much for the opportunity. I was looking forward to coming on. Yeah, man. No, your profile really interests me. I mean, we connected on Instagram, and um, yeah. I mean, you got a lot going on for you, mate. So you just want to, I mean, I guess, give a little brief explanation on who you are, what you do, and um, I guess why you're so passionate about it. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I was very against social media. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I didn't start on it till about two and a half years ago. And I wanted absolutely nothing to do with it. I saw this underbelly to it of people doing weird things that I didn't want any parts of people. There was a, a positive of people connecting with friends and family they hadn't seen in years. That was cool and all, but it was, I run a I run my business. We run a very successful type of, of wholesaling business that we distribute financial products to financial advisors. I work for a large company, Transamerica. We have young kids. I, I don't want anything to do with it. I, we, we bust our ass all the time. You learn the greatest lessons in life at the deepest and darkest of times. And you're giving some perspective on I reality. Agree, man. And so I started to get, to go back to that in a moment. I started to embrace this and I started to understand social media, but it's because I started in the financial services industry in the mid-90s, 1996, 97. I grew up in the house of a financial advisor. My dad was an advisor and my mom was a teacher. I grew up in northern New Jersey, right outside New York City. And you get these lessons that are given inside of you at young ages that don't really make sense, but at some point they'll blossom and you'll understand why you were taught them. So I learned the basics of planning in advance of the bad, having a plan in place. People don't plan to uh, fail to plan. They plan to fail to have some type of you know, plan. They, having something in place to know that you could take on new challenges without regret, resentment, and negativity. And that's what happens when people realize, oh, no, I didn't do this. So that became my craft. It became my profession. And all we did was preach is the job of the financial advisor is to be there when things are bad to give people good news at these difficult times, to have a plan in place prior to the negative, to allow people to take on the battle at hand because they don't have to worry about all this other stuff that's on their shoulders. Basic stuff that I don't care if you're in the US, if you're in uh, the UK, if you're in Australia, whatever it is, the education systems don't teach us anything about money. Man, they teach you about it. subjects. That's it, isn't it? It's nothing's about financial literacy. You don't ever learn how to do taxes. And I mean, we could go on and on about this conversation. You know, there's a lot of examples, but at the end of the day, yeah, <clears throat> we have to, if you want something done, right, you got to do your own research. You got to do it. You got to do it yourself. And um, I mean, just, you know, self-help, self-improvement. That's one of the reasons we started this podcast to help, you know, people out there starting a business, get that, that inspiration and motivation just on a different level, you know, because 
at the end of the day, yeah, you're right, mate. Like we're not always going to be able to learn in the same capacity and same degree. And that's why I think school um, and even you know, university and things like that as well, it's just kind of like, I mean, at the end of the day, one size doesn't fit all. And um, money, to, money to someone could be everything and to someone else it couldn't be, you know, it could be nothing. Well, I hear you, but think about this from a deeper perspective. To me, it's not about financial planning. And I did a TED talk on this. It's about the basics. So what the whole point of the education system is, is to train you to get into the real world. Yeah. To start your life, however it's going to be. Some go after high school, some go after college, some go, you can go through the whole rigmarole. We don't teach them what an employee benefit is. Yeah, I don't even know what that is, man. And and that's the point. I was privileged, not monetarily. I was privileged that I was born into this industry. So it was planted inside me. So as I started my craft on the basics of planning from a wholesaling perspective, to me, this was a no-brainer. I'm going to have kids. Well, I have to do my will, my power of attorney. I have to build this foundation. We preach this to people all day long. And in 2013, I was 39 years old. I had three kids under five years old and I was diagnosed with brain cancer. And it came came out of nowhere. I was, I, all I do is I work out all the time. I eat right. Uh, My business was top shelf. Everything was rainbows and unicorns in my life. Married the girl of my dreams, built this house, built that. Everything is going fantastic. And what happens is you all of a sudden get this new set of lenses that you look through, this new set of glasses. And you realize a lot of the stuff that you believed in wasn't real. We're not Teflon. We're not bulletproof just because you're young and you're in good shape. And you start to have this new perspective on life and how fragile it is and how lucky we are in some fashion of what we have. And I remember as I'm sitting in a hospital, at the same time I'm going through this, my father-in-law, 62 years old, he's dying of pancreatic cancer. My wife's taking care of him. Now her husband has brain cancer. Damn. Her dad has pancreatic cancer. You got three kids under five years old. Here's the reality of life. Everything's going great for us three years ago, and bam, everything changes on a dime. But what's interesting is I remember when we're in the hospital, I get diagnosed, and you start to have a new understanding of what strength really is. No and they gave, they gave me all these MRI tests, all these CAT scans, just to make the story very short for you. And I remember them bringing me back after about nine hours of testing. Wow. And I just started to cry. And I started to have retrospective on my life. I started to think about my children. There must be something I did that caused this to happen. I think I'm a good father. I think I'm a good son, a husband. And strength is not how big your arms are. Strength is not how much you bench press. Strength is something that's deep down inside our bellies that at the deepest and darkest of times, we could grab it, we could find it, and we could own it. I didn't know I had it in me. I saw it, I grabbed it, and I just started cursing my brains out. And the nurses come running in and to this day tell the story. And they're like, oh my God, are you okay? And I went, I'm fine. That was my pity party. If I was going down, I was going down swinging. And here's the interesting part. So my wife walks in, wiping her eyes. Dad's dying. Husband's going to die. Reality is you hear you got brain cancer, you're going to die. And I remember saying to her, she goes, our parents are going to be here in about 20 minutes. I said, do me a favor. Give me the iPad. She's like, yeah, yeah. do you want to watch a movie or something like that? Just give me the iPad. I knew that Friday they were going to cut half my head off. They were going to pull it out the jaw. They were going to take the brain tumor out. And I wouldn't know for 10 days the severity of it. It's called a craniotomy. Holy shit, man. So as I get... The iPad, first thing I pulled up on my iPad was my will. It was done. 
Next thing I pulled up was my power of attorney, which means if I become incapacitated, the proper people are going to be able to carry out the wishes that they want to because I give them control of that, such as my wife. I pulled out all my life insurance. Dude does tef tough mutters. I run races. We do all this. You don't need that. You're Teflon. But as I was taking on more responsibility getting children, I knew the basics of planning. I had all my life insurance done. Checked my mortgages, my investments. That was the moment that I realized that every speech I had given over the last 17 years was actually about me. And I remember my father comes walking into the hospital, you know, into the hospital room, and my dad gives me that look of how you doing, buddy? Him and my mom. I saw it in his eyes. I saw the fear. I saw the anger. I saw the angst. Your son has brain cancer, he's gonna die. And my, I go, Dad, come here, sit on my bed. And he sits down, and I grab the iPad, and I start showing him everything. And I kind of finished, and I took that iPad, and I kind of threw it off to the side. I go, Dad, there's only one thing on my mind. He goes, what's that? I go, getting better. I don't got to worry about any of this crap. My family's taken care of. Yeah, they'll grieve. Yeah, they'll be upset if something doesn't go right. But they're not going to change their style of living. And they're going to have a, a, a legacy of me that I was always preparing for them so they can maintain their lifestyle. And you do whatever you want with this. For the first time in my life, I saw my dad break down and cry. And I, and I wasn't. I was in beast mode, man. And he's crying. And I'm going, I got this, dad. He looks at me and goes, you're going to beat this. I go, I know I'm going to beat it. Because these are the stories you're going to share with people. This is why we need to do the planning that we do. It's so we can give people good news at these difficult times. Could you imagine it's not my dad? Could you imagine your parents or you, you're using some financial advisor somewhere and he could say to you, don't worry about this. Take on the battle at hand. You don't got to think about it. That's someone who becomes an extended member of your family. And what it hit me at that given moment was what strength really is. Strength is something that we have deep down inside of us that allows us regardless of our size, regardless of our weight. Like I mentioned earlier, once you find that, you realize what strength is. And through my experiences of chemo and radiation and all the roller coaster that I've had to take, the strongest people I've ever seen are some of the most emaciated people that I've ever seen in my life. And it's an honor to be a part of that with them and to be on their journey in some fashion. Because what I've also realized is people are attracted to realness and purity. They're sick of the bullshit shtick. They don't want some jerk off giving them some, I'm sorry about the cursing there. I don't want some guy giving some type of ridiculous, you know, reading from cue cards type thing. They want to hear from the heart. They want to know they're not alone on their journey. They want to know there's other people that, that get it. They're right there with them. And my understanding of realness and purity changed instantly. And that's a gift that I took from cancer. Yeah, man. Hey, man, that's an incredible story. I mean, yeah, kind of backing that up. There's so, there's so much we can talk about and, we, you know, we're going to go right into it. But, you know, at the beginning, I think you mentioned, you know, like something along the lines of we learn the most through the darkest times, the darkest ages. Um, and, you know, I, I agree, man. I mean, I can't relate to you know, exactly what you went through, but, um, you know, my, my granddad passed away and that was kind of like what woke Sorry. me up. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really know him that well. So it was kind of like, I mean, I guess good and bad, take it as you leave it. Um, but yeah, when I was at the funeral, something hit me. It was like, you know, you haven't experienced life until you've been to a funeral and it was like, yeah, it was coming from within all these thoughts and ideas and this energy, this burning energy, kind of like what you're saying was coming from within. And it was like, that was the moment that, yeah, I really woke up to how precious life is. And, you know, to see my family and friends around me, it was like, wow, like this is, um, yeah, man, this is the real deal. And that was kind of like, I mean, I was 18. So that was always, that was like two years ago. 
Well, um, well, well, think about it from this perspective. There's a lot of things we don't control. There's some diseases that could take us physically. They just can't, and, but they can never take us spiritually. But the thing we have to always understand is that we own our legacy. Yeah. We define ourselves. If we allow the disease to be what we're remembered for, that's on us. That's amen. on us right amen. there. And, and honestly, I think kind of adding on to that with what's going on right now in the pandemic, I think that's just a big warning shot to us all. It's kind of like, look, we've been abusing the planet for fucking a hundred years now, even longer, you know, and we've introduced fast food and heart, you know, all these things, heart disease and, you know, even things like cancer as well. That, I mean, 200 years ago, that didn't really exist, but now it's kind of like, we need to care for ourselves. Yeah, I I can see that. I, I think it's also more that we get this new understanding of reality as we take on challenges that we didn't ask for. There's a lot of things that people go through that, you know, they make their decisions on where they're going to go. They do certain things that lead them down certain paths and they can then hold themselves accountable and it could build up regret, resentment, all these other terms that I utilized before. The difference is the things that hit you that you don't expect, that you don't think are going to happen. The random person who gets hit by a car, the red, some, 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 something out of nowhere that happens. The things that you never, you don't hold yourself responsible for. You don't hold that friend or family member responsible. They didn't do anything. It doesn't, why'd this happen to them? And when you start to question the why, yeah. that's when you really go down some very interesting paths and there's two things you can do. You can take ownership of it and say, I'm gonna learn from this, even though my life might be shortened, things might happen, but I will define myself in the way that I act. Or you can give in the other way. And one of the things I talk a lot about is cancer. This is my journey. I own it. Cancer might be along for the ride. It's just riding a shotgun. I will never be the cancer guy. That's never going to happen. I'm taking gifts from cancer to utilize for myself, to make myself feel better. And I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. So when I started going through all these tests and it started that every three months I would have to go get MRI tests and MRAs and I'd have to go in and they'd tell me the same thing. Listen, there's a good chance. Most likely you have a grade three astrocytoma. It's most likely going to grow back. Keep doing what you're doing. So every three months you go before in. You, before says, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but before you go further, did they give you any indication on how it had come about? None. I can, my wife will make the argument. She thinks it came from Bluetooth headsets which is possible. And she, she believes that because it was literally on the left front. It was exactly where I wore a Bluetooth headset. I mean, in the exact spot. I'm not talking like an inch off. Honestly, man, I agree. I'm not gonna, I mean, I've had some really weird experiences with them. When I was in Europe last year, backpacking, we we're on a train and we went through a tunnel and it was just like the most intense pain I've ever, I was wearing AirPods and it was the most intense pain I've ever felt. I was like, what, man, like this is, this is painful, man. This is a pain I've never felt. And then it happened on an airplane as well when we're going up. The pressure, I don't know. But yeah, man, I've seen a, I've seen a lot of reports, even from the military. They've, you know, they've had tests and things that, you know, prolonged exposure to Bluetooth. And, um, yeah. So whether that's the case or not, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. But what I did start to really digest, I guess you will, is the fact that this is my journey, I own it. And I'm going to take from this cancer to utilize it. So what I did is I started writing. For all the negativity, for all the angst, for all the, the fear that cancer brings in you, I would push it all deep down into my belly. 
And what I would do to get it out of me is I would write. So I would send emails to friends and family on my perspective, my understanding of life, all this other stuff, right? It was like a catharsis because if you don't get it out of you, you will combust. Four years into it, I had 20,000 people following my emails. Every wow. day I would get this. Could you put this person on? Could you put that person on? Could you put Cancer's like buying a car. You buy a car, you leave the lot, you see the car everywhere. Not true. The car was always there. You just never noticed it till you had a direct connection to it. That's the same with cancer. This new vision that I had, I realized it affects everybody. So I, I, I have no problem sharing this with you. I started writing for me. I never read one after I wrote it. It was like vomit. I'd get it out. So what I did is I decided I was going to write a book. Why not, right? I'll write a book because it makes me feel better. It helps me deal with it. So I remember when the book came out on March 23rd, 2018. I remember calling my, my mom calls me from northern New Jersey. She calls me. She goes, I, what's going on? I go, hey, mom, the book's coming out tonight. I'm going to tell you exactly what she said to me. She goes, you know no one's ever going to read it, right? <laughs> who cares about me, right? <laughs> I, I go, who cares about me? She goes, but she'll put three copies in your safe. So when your children are old enough, they'll be able to read the reality of what happened. One week later, we were number one on Amazon in four different categories. Wow. Three weeks later, I was on ESPN, and everything started to go. My and man. all of a sudden, I've done three TED Talks. All this other stuff starts coming up. I now speak professionally. I speak at huge, enormous firms. I do them on virtual now with all the pandemic going on. And that's where you started to get an understanding that everybody's got some type of journey. Anything, some man. show it, Anything. some don't. Yeah. And it's not about the cancer. It's, it, it is it's about the real, it's the realness. It's about being able to connect with people, being able to see that That's transparency, right. man. Yes. 100%. I couldn't agree with you more. Like going back to what you said at the start, you know, I mean, energy speaks louder than words, you know, like, and, and you can tell when someone has a true intention just based off how you can connect with them, how you talk with them, how you see them. Yeah. I agree with you. And, and that's for me, you got to remember, here's the, the crazy part. I did this for myself. Yeah. I had no intention of everybody, anybody ever buying a book. I, I, I mean, I had no intention I'd be standing on stages in front of that. Like, no, I did it to make myself feel better yeah, right. because we all have to find that catharsis. That's when I started playing guitar again. I know some people who paint. They, do, they just got to find that one thing mm -hmm. that makes them feel good. And, and I think the reason it's done so well is there's no business plan. There's no ghostwriter. There was no like marketing plan. I did it for me. So to go back to the beginning of our conversation, I told you I avoided social media like the plague. Right, 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 right. Once this all came out, I went on social media so I could connect with people that I haven't seen in a long time or for people I know that had gotten sick in some fashion to share this with them. I never expected it to go the way that it, it was literally to talk to old friends who would ask my parents when they ran into them, Hey, how's Matt doing? Hey, let me, you know, there was, I could honestly tell you that's the only reason I went on. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh my God, I could connect with people now all over the world oh, yeah. who've been through difficult things. I could give speeches to places where we're just doing nothing but helping and, and letting them know they're not alone. So for all the negativity we read on it, I avoid the underbelly. I don't deal with it. I don't deal with the digging in and getting into it. To me, it's strictly about sharing and connecting and inspiration. Yeah, mate. I love that a lot. So for our listeners out there and um, anyone else interested, what would be your number one piece of advice in terms of someone going through hardships or even being prepared for that one moment? I mean, Tony Robbins said it really well. 
Life comes down to two moments, the moment we're born and the moment we find out why we're born. Now, I feel as if there can be different levels to that, but the overall concept of it coming down to one moment, one instant, I feel as if that's very accurate. Um, so for you, for anyone else out there that is preparing for something in their life, you know, preparing to go to university, even preparing for that moment, preparing for that thing in your life that will change everything. The, the first thing that comes to my mind is live in the moment and appreciate the now. Amen. We focus so much on tomorrow. Amen. We constantly think about what happened yesterday that I was given this ability to understand how truly important the actual moment was, and especially when you deal with children. And I think a lot of us when we're younger, again, like I used the term before, we're Teflon. Nothing could beat us up. We got everything done. But we also go through periods where we don't just get to really sit back and appreciate that moment. We're thinking about our future. We're thinking about you know, where we're going. So it's about right now. And that's a very difficult thing to teach someone who's young. It would probably have been very difficult for me. I was always focused on success and this and that. And all I played soccer in college and all this other stuff. But what I've learned is there's moments now where I just, I live in the right now. Mm. And I thank cancer for that gift because I'm not sure I would have picked it up without it. I, I appreciate that, man. I, I really respect that because, I mean, yeah. I mean, I saw another quote like a couple of days ago and it just it resonated with this as well. You know, sometimes it takes you to experience death to really experience life. And yeah, um, yeah man. Well, you, you see things differently and that's... You do, you do. That's the thing we try to pass on is that what you do is you hear the people who've been through certain things that are real, they're honest. <laughs> and the Don't details, be man, take being in depth. Yeah, like the details, you know, like you could say, you, I guess you could explain it as gory details, but us, we, you know, we relate to in-depth information we like to hear that whether or not you know what i guess you know you take it at face value you get a little bit squeamish but it will help you know details will help a story that's vague is way less interesting than a story that's you know really in depth has details you know has names places things like that but um yeah mate i appreciate that thank you so much yeah my pleasure i appreciate you having me it's been a lot of fun to talk yeah, man, I can't wait to, to catch up. And um, I mean, I got to watch your TED Talks, man. They sound cool. <laughs> yeah, and if, any, and if anybody's interested, my website is, it's Matthew, M-A-T-T-H-E-W. The only person who calls me Matthew is my mom. Matthew S. Newman, N-E-W-M-A-N.com. So Matthew S. Newman, the only reason I'm giving you that website is all my books are on, my books are on Goodreads, they're on Barnes & Noble, they're on Amazon. But we have everything on there. You can see all the TED Talks. You can see the speeches. You can see all the stuff that we do on there, uh, ESPN, all that stuff. And you could just go on there. And for some people who need to see something, it's a way you can provide some inspiration and let them know they're not alone on their journey. Yeah, man. No, I'll put the, put the link in the description 100%. Awesome. And um, yeah, man. I mean, I'll have to check them out as well. Those books sound rad. But yeah, man, I can't wait to, to do this again in the near future. Catch up. and I'd love to, man. This was awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been great meeting you. And um, yeah, brother, we'll stay in touch. Absolutely, buddy. And thank you so much again. My, my pleasure, mate. Thank you again for coming on. I hope everyone out there listening got as much out of this as I did because some incredible information, you know, we covered everything, life, death, passion, creativity, intuition, understanding. You know, I think the most important part of this episode was understanding that we need to be living in the moment 
and we need to be finding our strength, our energy every single day to improve on ourselves, improve the people around us, not worrying about the past or the future, worrying about the now, you know, and Matt, bro, this guy's a fucking beast, you know, he was on his deathbed, to say the least, all the odds were stacked against him, you know, but he went inside of himself, grabbed that motherfucker, and he controlled himself, he didn't let anything control him, he was in control of everything he was doing, and he beat that, you know, and that's what we need to be doing, we need to be focusing our energy on the most important things, the most important things in our lives, and if we have cancers in our lives, you know, that could be metaphorical as well, is that someone in your life that you need to cut off, it could be fucking hard man, that could be the most difficult thing you ever do in your life, let go of your best friend, let go of that girlfriend or that boyfriend, you know, go to the gym, start eating right foods, you know, go and talk to someone about a relationship, go and talk to someone, get therapy about your mental health, you know, even your physical health too, you know, if you've sprained your ankle, you know, I know that for a fact you're going to appreciate walking, you know, because that thing is, man, that's a bitch, it's, a, it's so painful when you sprain your ankle, yet yeah, it's so simple, and if you just think about the larger scale of that, you know, the smallest things can have the biggest impacts. And again, it all comes down to one moment, living in that one moment, appreciating that one moment, understanding that one moment and using that one moment to propel yourself, your business forward into the future. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Incredible, incredible stories. Leave some feedback down below, man. Honest feedback if you're on Apple Podcasts. You know, one star, five star, whatever it is. Leave a comment as well. If you want some direct answers, make sure you reach out to me on Instagram, Benji.Copeland. My dam's open to anything. If you are a coach, an agency owner, you own a health brand, or you're a musician, a music producer, reach out to me, man. I've got some special information for you. You know, some custom sales processes, some scripts to help you increase your streams, get more clients from social media. At the end of the day, that's what social media is here for, to connect with people, to bring them into your community, to create an ecosystem off of social media. So that's what we do. Much love, though, Gorilla family. We'll talk soon. Peace.